Hey, this is David, and welcome to my podcast. The NBA Playoffs Round 2 is in full swing. going to start with a recap of the week that was, and then look forward to the week ahead. Today's Friday, May 3rd. So looking back, Friday night, April 26th, the Warriors eliminated the Clippers. Kevin Durant had 38 points in the first half, had 50 for the game. Warriors finished off the Clippers. KD was on fire. I, he's one of the greatest players in the NBA right now, for sure. A former MVP, but just playing at a really high level right now and never at a level higher than he played in the first half of Game 6 versus the Clippers. Really impressive. He was, I think, 10 for 14 from the floor, 6 of which were threes, and 12 for 12 from the line. So he basically shot the ball about 26 times, made about 20 of them, and had 38 points at halftime. Incredible. A really fun Clipper season comes to an end. The Clippers won two games at Oracle in this series. The Clippers are still the last Western Conference team to beat the Warriors. That was in the spring of 2014. And the Clips become only the second team to take the Kevin Durant Warriors to six games. Houston took them to seven last year. As a Clipper fan, hope for the summer is high. The Clippers had basically a bunch of role players this year. Won 48 games, made the playoffs, got two games off the Warriors. This summer, a lot of speculation that Kawhi Leonard is going to be in the mix with the Clippers. If Kawhi does join the Clippers, Clippers could have potentially a starting lineup of Shea Gilgis-Alexander, SGA as we know him, Landry Shamit, Kawhi, Gallinari, and Zubats. And then the bench would be Pat Beverly, Lou Williams, Magruder, J. Michael Green, and Montrez. That is a solid team. You're basically adding Kawhi to a 48-win team and not really losing anything. Gallinari's health, I think, would be a question. Now, there's some speculation that Kawhi and Kevin Durant could be in the mix. For this to happen, the Clippers would have to sacrifice Gallinari and get rid of Jamichael Green, but could potentially have a starting lineup of SGA, Shamit, Kawhi, Kevin Durant, and Zubats, and coming off the bench, Pat Beverly, Lou Williams, Magruder, Montrez, and would have a room for a mid-level free agent at about $4.7 million. Again, an incredible lineup. Just really exciting time to be a Clipper fan if we could add some superstar power to this already very solid core of rotation guys that get along well, everyone knows their role, and clearly set the bar at 48 wins this season, and the bar could be much higher with a superstar in the mix. So again, back to the recap of last week. Saturday, on April 27th, the Raptors smacked the Sixers. Kawhi had 45 and looked like the NBA Finals MVP, the guy that finished second in MVP voting Kawhi. God, I hope he comes to the Clippers. Sixers are going to have to make some changes, but more on that later. Also Saturday, Denver finished off San Antonio in an entertaining series, but low scoring Game 7. On to Denver versus Portland in the Western Conference Semifinals, which should be a very interesting series. Denver wins their first playoff series in 10 years. Portland got swept last year in Round 1, looks strong in Round 1 this year, so difficult to know what expects what to expect and that would wrap up round one for me the mvp of round one was dame lillard who had a 50 point game and also a series winning walk off 37 footer over paul george uh and a nod to kevin durant whose 38 point first half in los angeles was one of the most unstoppable performances in recent memory for sure sunday boston cruised to an easy win in milwaukee i just don't know what to make of boston I, I had not given up on them all year. I always thought Boston had this in them, a spectacular road performance, a road win over the one seed. And game one was maybe just an exhibit for the case of the regular season is meaningless. 
Boston looked terrific. Marcus Smart getting hurt may have actually helped Boston in that their rotation is solidified. Everyone knows their role. Everyone knows how many minutes they're going to get. And also helping is Gordon Hayward is looking like Gordon Hayward of old here in the last five weeks. And then on to the heavyweights. Golden State versus Houston game one was a wild game, a very good game. A lot of fouls called and a lot of arguing with the refs, which I could have done without. Kevin Durant had 35, James Harden had 35. These teams are two very, very evenly matched. I think Durant and Harden are, are both unstoppable. A nod to Draymond, who's playing much better than in the regular season. He's been great on defense and had the most rebounds of anyone in the game. So after that, Golden State was up 1-0 in the series versus Houston. Monday, Philly delivered an impressive win in Toronto. Jimmy Butler had 30. Kawhi had 35, a bit of a grinder game with some ugly numbers, including Ben Simmons playing 44 minutes and scoring only six points. But I think Philly will take that. The, Philly will take the win, no matter how ugly Ben Simmons' scoring line is. I still like Toronto in this series. More to come. And also Monday, Denver won game one at home versus Portland. If I had to reseed the remaining playoff teams here with eight teams left, I'd probably go Golden State 1, Houston 2, and then the East teams 3 through 6 in any order. They're, they're so evenly matched. I guess at gunpoint, I'd go Milwaukee, Toronto, Philly, Boston, but they're, they're so close. There's very little drop-off between those four, and then Portland, and then Denver. Tuesday night, Milwaukee crushed Boston. I continue to not know what to think of Boston. In two games in Milwaukee, Boston won by 22, and they lost by 21. So who knows? Milwaukee looks way better when Middleton and Bledsoe hit some shots. Those two combined for 49 in Game 2 after putting up just 22 in Game 1. Bledsoe only had 6 in Game 1. So on to Boston for Game 3. And again, we, we really don't know what to expect out of Boston. Also Tuesday night, Golden State went up 2-0 on Houston. Steph hurt his finger early and returned. James Harden got hit in the eye by Draymond and returned. Let's see how, res how Houston responds in Games 3 and 4. Stop complaining about the refs so much. Wednesday night, Portland got a nice win in Denver, 97-90. Nuggets did not shoot it well. The game was low scoring. I think Portland's just a little bit better than Denver. In this game, Torrey Craig broke his nose in the second quarter and returned to the game. Much respect. On a personal note, I broke my nose four times. Three playing basketball, one playing soccer. It is a horrible feeling. It hurts. Blood squirts out of your face. You're dizzy. You're confused. I usually had to take weeks, if not months, off of sports after a broken nose. Granted, I was not playing for millions of dollars or in an NBA playoff game, but huge respect to Torrey Craig for returning to the game. That is toughness. Thursday night, Philly crushed Toronto at home 116-95. Embiid and Jimmy Butler led the way with a spectacular performance on both ends. The rest of the Philly gang was good. This was maybe this Philly group's best game since acquiring Harris and Butler. Ben Simmons still seems to disappear at times, but who cares when you win a playoff game by 20? And maybe this is a recipe for success for Philly. Not all five of their starters can all be on at the same time with a high usage rate. Maybe Ben Simmons becomes the Draymond of the Sixers, doing all the little things, passing, rebounding, defending, but not putting up huge stats. Kawhi was terrific in this game with 33, but got very little help. Danny Green, Kyle Lowry, and Mark Gasol combining for 27 points isn't going to cut it. Kawhi needs some help. On a personal note, I'm secretly hoping Toronto flames out early, leading to Kawhi choosing the Clippers in free agency in July. So that brings us to today, Friday, May 3rd. Looking ahead, Milwaukee at Boston, Game 3. Again, who knows what Boston team we're going to get. For Milwaukee, is Jonathan Brogdon going to come back from Milwaukee? If so, what kind of shape will he be in? How will that impact the minutes for the Bucks? 
the defensive rotations that's something to keep an eye on and also tomorrow denver at portland for game three will portland establish some dominance here who is the best player in this series sunday golden state at houston golden state is up 2-0 does houston wake up what does houston do with capella should we bench him and go small or pound it down low to Clint Capella. Stan Van Gundy on a podcast this week made a great point. In Game 2, Golden State got 18 offensive rebounds, and Houston had 17 turnovers. And you just can't give Golden State, who has the shooters, Curry, Durant, and Clay, these extra looks. 35 extra looks is going to kill you. Sometimes basketball just comes down to the basics. you got to box out on D and take care of the basketball. Don't turn it over. If Houston can get that number down from 35 into the teens, I like Houston's chances in Game 3. Right now, it's tough to see Houston beating Golden State four out of the next five and winning the series, but Houston doesn't have to do all of that right now. Houston just has to win game three and make it a series. A couple other related items from around the league. It looks like Phoenix is going to hire Monty Williams to coach. I like it, but Phoenix has a long way to go. Phoenix has drafted poorly and is not a free agent destination. Suns need to develop. Booker and Ayton, they really need a point guard. Phoenix going into last season without a point guard was inexcusable. There's guys like Jeremy Lin, DJ Augustine, Darren Collison. Those guys are always available every summer. They change teams every summer. They're totally serviceable point guards. Phoenix should have gone, gotten one of those guys, then draft a point guard, let the rookie learn from the vet. How are Aiton and Booker supposed to develop when they constantly get the ball late in the shot clock due to a poor point guard play? Suns had the second longest playoff drought in the NBA at nine years. Kings at 13. So the bar is low for success in Phoenix, and the Suns can only trend up Let's see if Monty Williams can get them trending in the right direction. Looks like the Lakers are going to hire Ty Lue. I don't like it. I don't like retreads, but clearly LeBron likes Ty Lue, and LeBron gets what he wants. Not official yet, but it looks like that's going to happen. And then also today, the Bulls extended coach Jim Boylan. I think it's a mistake, but who knows? Maybe some stability at the head coach spot will help the Bulls. Chicago has been an awful franchise the last couple of years, making terrible decisions in the draft in trades, and in coaches. If this turns out to be another bad decision, just fire the coach and move on. And finally, D'Angelo Russell was caught with marijuana at LaGuardia Airport yesterday. Russell was on fire late in the season, and it would appear he is still lighting up the joint. Thanks for listening.